Well, hello, oddballs. It's your host, Bobby. And your co-host, Lexi. And this is Oddities on Elm Street. Should we call this episode 46 or just a bonus? 46. Let's let's keep it in. Let's keep it numbered. All right. So... Episode 46. 46. It's been... Wait, so is today... Is today the 28th? Mm-hmm. It's been exactly a year. Yes. It's... Okay, it's been exactly a year since we recorded our first episode. Yes. Today. Mm-hmm. And then when this episode comes out, it'll be exactly a year since our first episode ever came out. It's a ritual. <laughs> So if you've been here since the beginning, it's like celebrating our anniversary. Deja vu. I know. It's actually really crazy. I can't believe it's been a year already. I know. And I love that like the anniversary of our show will always fall on Halloween. It makes us so special. I know, it really does. (laughs) All right, so. We didn't even plan it, by the way. No. No. My phone was like, memory from one year ago today. And... So I pulled it up and it was us. Recording. Just makes it. Holy shit. All the more special. So special. All right. Anyways, <clears throat> before we get into our topic, mm-hmm. um, we have two new patrons this <gasps> week. I Welcome. have not gotten names, so well. they're anonymous for now. But they're both in the spookiest crew. Love it. Um, also, I forgot to say, Meep. stop touching the desk. <laughs> Um, I forgot to say last week that hopefully our sound quality is much better because with the money that we have been making on Patreon, I bought, I mean, people on YouTube already know because they see us, but we bought some new equipment, so. (laughs) Yes, much better. I think it was. I don't know if you noticed a difference in our episode, but I thought it was so much crisper. Yeah. And you don't have to mess with me. (laughs) My <laughs> well, it's just so like you're such an odd angle. <laughs> I don't yeah. have a hole for my legs, so right. <laughs> I would uh, have to like weirdly twist. But now it's just right in front of my it's face. Just, yeah, it's right there and all then, the time. So yeah, thank you guys for your support, and uh, we're gonna record this month's bonus episode that's gonna go on Patreon. So if you want to see that, head on, on over. over. And I think in that we're going to talk about the history behind Halloween and then a few more little things. Okay. I don't know what that was, but yeah, all that spooky stuff. Love it. Oh, also, you probably noticed our recent episodes have been on Fridays now. Ah, yes. So we may keep that going. We we're like kind it. Of, we're kind of testing it out. We're not sure yet, but I will say that when I posted the Stainer Brothers on Friday, mm-hmm. It was like thousands of streams compared to hundreds of streams on Wednesdays. Fuck, so let's keep you know. it on Fridays. Yeah. So this will be our Halloween bonus episode. Halloween's on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then Friday, we'll be sharing listener tales. Check for us again on Friday. I'm so excited. We're going to start from where we left off on our last listener tales episode because we have so many more. I love that. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. very excited. All right, I think that's it. That's all I got. Okay. Um, so today we're going to talk about some Halloween homicides. 
Halloween homicides. You heard me right. <laughs> um, these are actually really creepy, though. Can, uh, you, can you call it Halloween homicides? That's going to be the episode name. Love it. It has to be. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. When I was looking into these stories, I was like, if someone rings my fucking doorbell, <laughs> I swear to God, I'm going to pass away right now. <laughs> it's like, um, I don't know. I was reading these. I was like, this is like the beginning of every horror movie. Like the mm-hmm. strangers. <gasps> That's what it reminded me of. And there's actually a story in here that is very similar. So, oh, golly. Not if you fan. haven't watched The Strangers, watch it. It is. We got traumatized by that when we were, what, like 15? Something like that. <laughs> yes. It was the start of our spook love. Yeah. yeah. And it, they're coming out with another one, right? Yes, they are. Yes. And it's going to be. It's going to be a remake, so it's not even going to be added on because they have, like, a Strangers 2, which hmm. wasn't as good. Hmm. But, yeah. Hmm. Have you seen Slasher? It's a show on Netflix. Mm-mm. It's really good, too. Mm-hmm. I only liked the first season, but. No, I'm watching the, the Fall of the House of Usher right now. How is that? I'm liking it. I like Mike Flanagan. Okay, yeah. He does some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Midnight Mass, too. Yes, that's one of my favorite shows yeah, ever. So good. Yeah, I need to watch that. Mm-hmm. I saw the trailer and I was like, oh. <laughs> I don't have Netflix, though. Why? Because my mom's so paying for it. <laughs> Penny. Penny. How dare get you? Get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, I just, I went on there one day and it was like, you need to revise your payment information. Like, her card expired and she just never renewed it. And I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) Mom, come on. (laughs) We have a deal. I pay for Discovery Plus and she pays for Netflix. So, she's not holding up her end of the deal. She needs 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 to get get on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. So, what was I going to say? Oh, Slasher, though. Mm -hmm. That's what I was going to say. There's a couple... In that movie, I think this is how it starts out. They're at home on Halloween night, and all the neighborhood kids are, like, trick-or-treating or whatever, and someone comes to their door and rings their doorbell, and they're dressed in a costume. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, an actual killer. Mm. And I think the idea behind Halloween being kind of, like, the perfect night for people to commit crimes mm-hmm. because they can hide behind a mask... Mm-hmm. Is so scary. Yeah. It's well, like the Halloween movies, like Michael Myers. Yes. Like, that's why I'm quite afraid to go to haunted houses. Yeah. Because <laughs> I am not going to be murdered as part of the show. I know. and But I've, I've actually looked into that, and I can't find any evidence of that ever happening. Which surprises me. I swear I've heard about it. I know. But it makes me wonder, like... It might be, like, an urban legend or something. I don't know. I don't know. And that one movie. Which one? Mm, you showed it to me where there's, like, they, like, buy this house and make it a haunted house and then, like, it's... Oh, Hell House, mm. LLC. Mm-hmm. That's a good one, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I I found some statistics. Mm. Violent crimes actually spike 50% on Halloween Day. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's when that's double the daily average. Like in the US? Yeah. Or like, okay. Oh my God. Yeah. So, those are. And specifically violent 
Yeah. Yeah. But the most common crime committed on Halloween is actually theft. So. Huh. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. So, yeah, those are the kind of stories we'll be talking about. Awesome. And I hope you enjoy. I'm ready. Uh, I'm going to start off with the case of Marvin Brandland. So, on Halloween night in 1982, Marvin and his wife, Ethel, they were handing out candy in their Fort Dodge, Iowa home. They heard another knock at the door, and this time it's a man in a mask. He's standing there and he says, trick or treat, give me your money or I'll shoot. Uh, Let me just reiterate how terrifying that would be. Because this man was not just wearing a Halloween mask that you would see like mm -hmm. as part of someone's costume. Mm -hmm. He wasn't wearing a ski mask. This dude was wearing a pillowcase with holes cut out for <gasps> the eyes. <gasps> like in the strangers. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yes. Fuck that. I know. It's like nightmare fuel. So this man Whoa. shows up with his homemade pillowcase mask on. And at first, the couple thinks that it's just a prank. Uh, Ethel had even, like, tried to playfully take the pillowcase off his face. Um, they thought it was just, like, a relative playing a joke with them. And their their granddaughter, her name was Teresa, she had just left the house minutes before that. But... Uh, this person was not joking around when Ethel turned around to grab candy for them, because again, she truly thinks this is a joke. The hooded man followed her inside, pulled out a gun, and began demanding the money that they kept in a safe in the basement. Have you been, like, watching them? No. This had to have been someone that knew them. Family or a very close acquaintance, because those were the only people that knew about the safe. So, this man tried to order them down the stairs where they kept the safe, but Marvin refused and, just like Ethel, really thought, I'm not going to play around with this stupid prank. So, Marvin reached for the gun to, like, swat it away, mm -hmm. like, playfully. Mm -hmm. And the man shot him in the throat. Oh, my. And took off on foot. So, somehow, in that struggle, the mask was actually left behind at the scene. Marvin was rushed to Trinity Region Hospital and then airlifted to a hospital in Des Moines where he died on the operating table. Oh, my God. And what's really sad is, you know, months after Marvin's death, Ethel was obviously overtaken by grief. And the family was saying that on Thanksgiving Day, she, like, broke down and she died a few months later. <sighs> So, um, even with the DNA that they had from inside the mask, they still had no idea who had done this. What year was this? 1982. I wonder yeah. if they looked into it again. I, you know like what? Like and such. I wish they would, but I don't, I don't think they have, and... What's really frustrating is that the family is, like, certain that they know who did it because, and they say it's an acquaintance of the family. So, they said that they had heard that this person was actually bragging about <gasps> killing Marvin. Yeah. Also, remember, the mask came off in the struggle. Right. Ethel 
was able to give a description of the killer. The description that she gave police matched that person, that acquaintance. But police say there's there was just never enough evidence to make an arrest. That seems it that seems, seems fishy, right? Absolutely, exactly. I'm what like, I was is this say. man in law enforcement? That's what I want to know. <laughs> so for for real, yeah. And so 1982 is when that happened, and still to this day, no one has been arrested wow. for his murder. Yeah, but how scary would that be? And the the, the fact that she saw who it was. Yeah. And it didn't matter. Right? That. Like, I wonder how, like, is that, what do they consider that, like, hearsay or something? Uh, I mean, she just, it's like firsthand eyewitness. Right. And why wouldn't they then take the DNA that they had from the mask, call this guy in and say, hey, let's, let's get your DNA yeah. and match it. Uh-huh. And then they would have what they need to arrest the guy. I don't, I don't know. know Seems if there was like, like a lousy police issue work. getting a warrant for that. I I, I don't, don't know. know. It it just yeah, absolutely fishy. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So our second story, uh, it takes place on Halloween. All of these are going to be on Halloween. Love it. Uh, back in 2011, on the south side of Chicago, so there's a 55 year old man named Liddell Peoples. And he noticed that a bag of his Halloween candy was missing. Okay. There was a woman living with him, but their relationship was kind of unclear because I saw on some sources it said that they were just acquaintances. Other sources, it said they were dating. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, the two of them lived together. So Liddell accused this woman that lived with him. Um, She was 49-year-old Maria Adams of taking his bag of candy. And the two of them start fighting over this. And not just like a little argument or a disagreement. Liddell began physically assaulting Maria over this bag of candy. And out of fear for her life, Maria started throwing dishes at him. Oh my God. And at one point, Liddell is hit in the face with a plate and it gave him a cut over his eye which you can actually see on his mugshot like it's a pretty good gash and from there the fight just continued to escalate until liddell began grabbing different steak knives (gasps) and stabbing maria multiple times um yeah i have a feeling this is a little bit deeper than just a bag of (laughs) halloween candy Um, i hope so oh my god but yeah she was she was taken to the hospital and she was in critical condition for nearly a week before she died. Wow. Yeah. So Liddell was charged with murder and aggravated domestic battery for killing Maria Adams. He would deny the charges. Uh, he pleaded not guilty and eventually appealed his 30-year sentence. How, <laughs> like... Like the, the definition of that <sighs> escalated quickly. No fucking shit. Like... Are you okay? No. Something's not right here. <laughs> Mm-mm. How can you be that angry about something so... I, I just don't get it. Uh, like you said, there's got to be some... There's got to be a deeper deep, issue. Deep shit. There's, was, I'm hoping that there was a lot of tension beforehand and... Uh, yeah. Unless he just uh, has, like, serious uh, anger issues. But I feel like I kind of have anger issues and I've never thought about... Stabbing anyone with a steak knife. So, who knows, man? That's just... 
That's 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 cuckoo. Wow, that's what it is. All right, so I don't know about you, but my parents would always tell me to be careful about my Halloween candy. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if your parents ever tried to pull this, but my dad specifically would always say, "I need to test out your candy <laughs> to make sure it's not poisoned." Okay. <laughs> can 100% see your father doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, the, I mean, there were stories of, like, candy being laced with something. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I remember hearing about, I don't know if it's true or not, it might be a legend, but. Like, razors? Yes, razor blades. I do remember that. Inside of, like, candy apples and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, that did not just appear out of nowhere. Pretty much all of that stemmed from this next story. Mm-hmm. So, again, Halloween. 1974, there's an eight-year-old boy named Timothy O'Brien, and he had just finished trick-or-treating and started to head home. So he gets home, he's going through his candy, and he begins to eat a pixie stick. Do you remember pixie sticks? Oh, yes, I do. Do they still make those? Straight up sugar. It literally is just (laughs) colored sugar. It's so good. (laughs) So he's eating this pixie stick, and he died less than an hour later. It was a pretty quick and easy case for authorities to figure out. Timothy died of cyanide poisoning. Oh, Yeah. Timothy's father, Ronald O'Brien, became a suspect right away. Police noticed that when they questioned him, his story kept changing. And it turns out that Ronald was in severe debt, like $100,000 worth of debt. Oof. So, he took out large life insurance policies on his children and gave Timothy poisoned candy. Uh, So, police tested the candy, obviously. They actually found out that all of his children were given cyanide-laced pixie sticks. What? Yes. So, he his plan was to kill all of his children. How many were there? I believe there were three children. Uh, Timothy was just the only one who ate it. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, Ronald, obviously, he was arrested. He was convicted of capital murder and sentenced to death. And he was executed by lethal injection in March of 1984. What a fucking bum. Uh, Kill your kids over a life insurance policy? That's crazy. And the fact that he was okay with all of his children just dying so he could get money? That's bonkers. So I, crazy. That, yeah. I think he actually gave some of those cyanide-laced pixie sticks out to some of the trick-or-treaters, too, in the hopes that... It would look like random. It would look... Yes. Yeah, exactly. That was oh, his whole so idea. Oh, you're so fucking smart. Ugh. Right. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, this is our last story already. He should have had to die from... Die a- from cyanide poisoning? Mm-hmm. I agree. Eye for an eye, motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our last story happened in 2012. Halloween morning. Mm. And it happened in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Interesting. Which is pretty close to us. Mm-hmm. But I've actually never heard of this. So there's a 55-year-old man named John White. John was the pastor of a very small church, like 14 people in the congregation. Okay. And on Halloween day... John decided to break into the trailer of his fiance's daughter, 
a 24-year-old woman named Rebecca Gay. Leading up to this, he had admitted to police later that he was watching pornography depicting necrophilia. Uh, His intention was to kill Rebecca and have sex with her dead body. So, he was a... He was a pastor. Yeah, a minister. So he repeatedly beat Rebecca over the head and strangled her with zip ties while her three-year-old son was in another no. room. Yes. Yes. Then, uh, in some fucked up way, he decided to quote-unquote care for her child after killing his mother, <clears throat> dressed him up in his Halloween costume, and dropped him off at his father's house. And then he went and dumped Rebecca's body. So she was reported missing the next morning after not showing up for work. Obviously, John was brought in for questioning. He admitted to the whole thing. Really? But that's not it. It's actually crazy that this man was even allowed back into society to begin with. Because he was previously charged with involuntary manslaughter in connection with the disappearance of a 26-year-old Kalamazoo woman in 1994. And at that time, he was married. His wife was pregnant with their third child. So him and this woman that went missing began having an affair. The last time she was seen was on surveillance video, getting into a black pickup truck with a bearded man in a Meyer parking lot at 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God. So, police brought him in for questioning. He tried to act like he had no idea what they were talking about until they were like, hey, hey, John, we have security footage. We know it was you. And then he admitted to meeting up with her, but tried to claim he had nothing to do with her death. So, following that interview, John tried to kill himself by taking a bunch of pills with alcohol. It didn't work. The woman's body was found six weeks later, only two miles from the Meyer parking lot where she was last seen. Um, She was, I mean, obviously after that amount of time, she was so badly decomposed that they couldn't determine a cause of death. And because of that, they unfortunately just didn't have the evidence to pin him with murder. So he instead pleaded guilty to involuntary manslaughter. Wow. And the judge did everything he could. Like, he sentenced him to as much time as he was able to, which Mm -hmm. was only 8 to 15 years. Dang. He served 13. But that's not even, like, what started all of this. Because back in 1980, when John was 22, Mm -hmm. he invited his 17-year-old neighbor over to his home in Battle Creek. He told her he wanted to show her some racetrack in his basement. And then he just came up from behind her and started stabbing her. <laughs> the girl thankfully survived and gave an account of what happened. It's fucking freaky. She said he kept stabbing her while smiling. Oh okay? my god. <gasps> and then she says, quote, he wiped my mouth off and he kissed me and held my hand and he said, you're going to go now. I'm really sorry you had to go like this, but what the fuck? You're just a woman. Uh, uh, I have no words. 
So, yeah. Oh, my God. And this is too close to home. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, this is, this one is his first, uh, mm-hmm. you know, little run-in with the law. So, a jury did convict him of attempted murder. Good. But John apologized. Oh, my God. And he asked for help instead of prison time. <laughs> so, the judge sentenced him to five to ten years and recommended that he get mental counseling while in prison. But John was able to appeal his sentence, and he won. So, he claimed that his attorney had made a mistake during trial by not raising an insanity defense because he claimed that he suffered from partial amnesia to where he would just, like, black out and do crazy shit and not remember it. And instead of going through another trial, they gave him a deal. Two years probation. No. Yeah. So no jail time, as long as he got mental health treatment. And his victim, the 17-year-old, didn't even know that he was out of prison. She had no idea. So this whole time, she's thinking he's behind bars. But no, she went into the Secretary of State office. And this is what she said. She says, quote, I was standing in line and I heard this voice. And I'd been hearing that voice in my head almost every day. I turned around, and he's just smiling. (gasps) How creepy is that? That is unbelievable. Yes. How is that? What's crazier, though, is the fact that he's then, like, there's obviously some connection he has with this dead woman that, you know, years later. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. But he, he tried still, to kill the seventeen-year-old. Yes, and, and and but he's still able to get out and then become a pastor. Kill, become a pastor and then kill another woman. Right. Like so. And what's also weird though is that the defense attorney that made that mistake uh-huh. that led to that appeal pretty recently after that died, and so did the judge that handled the case. All right, John hung himself in prison after the murder of Rebecca Gay. Good. <clears throat> so, yeah. Unbelievable. Oh my gosh. I feel like they don't... I don't know. I don't want to get all... <laughs> Tell me. I don't want to get all feminist right now, but I feel like they don't take crimes against women as seriously as they should because... Like, these types of guys are almost always repeat offenders. Right. And I understand, like, there's laws. There's only so much you can do in certain situations. But you're going to try to kill someone and you get two years probation? Like... You get to continue living your life out in the world where this woman lives? And did did you say that they were neighbors? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they were neighbors. So... And she had no idea. I don't know if he, you know, if he moved back into that house after getting out of prison. I have no idea if they continue to be neighbors after that. But that's, it's so scary to think about. Some Like, somebody tried to kill you and then. Then they're just like, I'm back. Yeah. I've got counseling every Wednesday at two. (laughs) Obviously, it didn't fucking help. Like, what the fuck? Whoa. It's... 
and yeah. an escalation uh necrophilia mm. yeah that's fucked up that is so mm. that is those are the stories i have for you Halloween homicides. Yep. Hmm. So let's not kill anyone today. Yeah, let's not do that. Mm-mm. And let's let's be sure to stay safe. Yes. You know. Mm-hmm. It's Hol- it's hard though because it's like you want you want to enjoy the hot the holiday. Mm-hmm. Like I wish trick or treaters came here, but then I hear stories like this and I'm like, fuck that! I'm gonna lock the door. <laughs> 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 it's the purge out there tonight. <laughs> right? <gasps> oh, my God. I have to tell you. What? Friday morning, I got up at, like, four. Like yesterday? Yeah. Yes. Okay. To let the dogs out. Uh-huh. I open the door, and I hear just, like, this casual whistling. What? At four o'clock in the morning? Yes, and there are two men just, like, casually strolling down the middle of the street. And I was like, absolutely not. You're like, buddy, come here I right know. now. <laughs> I like, no. Oh my god. I know it freaked me out. No, thank you. Very weird. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Spooked me. Yeah, Real I was bad. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, thank God I have these dogs who love me and will rip their face off. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh my god, that's... Whew. I would have nightmares. I'd be like, they're coming to get me. I know, like, going out to my car then, like... Oh no. Like yeah, because you leave late. super early. Yeah, like at five. And oh so I was god. like, quick, like, ran to my car, got it, locked it. Sorry. <laughs> Whew. Oh god. So, that's close to Halloween. Creepy. It's a full moon tonight. Uh. I love a full moon. <laughs> we should um, we should do a future episode about like the effects the full moon supposedly has yes. on society. Crime. Yes, yeah, yes. Just like crime uh-huh. and like you always hear about people who work at the emergency room uh-huh. that say like things get fucking crazy when there's a full moon. Mm-hmm. That'd be that'd be really we interesting. We should definitely do that. We need to find someone. If there's someone that listens to us that works in an emergency room <gasps> and can testify to that, please reach out to me. Like, like I want to know. We will interview we'll ha- you. We'll have you on. If you don't want to be on, just write to us. Yeah, that'd I don't be know, so but like, interesting. That shit gets me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I get chills <laughs> just thinking about it. <laughs> All right, well, that's all we have for you on our little Halloween episode today. Happy one year to Oddities on Elm Street. Yes. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Enjoy and be safe. Yes, please. And remember to always always keep keep it spooky. spooky.